Lucky week 13, and we need it. Your favorite Lodo Bros are back after a bye week. Uh, Brandon, still on the pup list, but we do have some takes from him, so we'll get to him in moments. I'm Brady. He's JKNKC, and let's start out with the big question of the week as we talk DraftKings massive GPP tournaments. What are we doing with Zach Moss projected at something like 69% ownership? Giggity. I mean, uh, we're playing him, right? I mean, you have to, right? I, you don't have to. I mean, it's, now, it's tough not to. If he's going to get the full workload of that backfield, it's real tough not to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to. Okay, so let's talk about fantasy points against because earlier in the season, Tennessee was a pass funnel, so we were definitely playing wide receivers, pass catchers against them. Things have changed a little bit. Um, now they're bad against the run as well, it looks like. Um, oh, yeah? Okay. Against running backs, anyway, 17 targets um, over the last four weeks, 165 yards, a receiving touchdown, four running backs. Um, they rank 24th in points allowed to running backs. I mean, on some so, level, the big concern is maybe this game hardly scores any points. Sure. The other, I mean, the other concern is, is Zach Moss just automatically getting all that work? And is there a whole lot of pass game in that work? Right? I mean, right. Like, but, man. Zach Moss, if, if he gets every bit of the touches that him and Jonathan Taylor were splitting the last couple of weeks, dude, the smash play, you basically have to play him. Well, uh, so. If, if he's going to go back to, or if he's going to stick with his 12, 13 carries and that's it, still a great play, but is he uh, have to have? I don't know. Last time they played Tennessee was in October. Zach Moss, 23 rush attempts, two touchdowns, two targets, 165, two catches for 30 yards. Listen, man, lock him in. I mean, <laughs> I mean, right? 195 total yards, two catches, and two tutties. Like, holy moly. I mean, even uh, if he is highly owned. What are they? There were essentially we're calling this the proverbial free square at forty six hundred. He has to get under ten to kill your lineup. I mean, and it's just like the tight ends. Like, it's just like tight ends that are min price or close to min price. Like, even if he absolutely goes out there and has a stinker of a game, he's not gonna app, like he's not gonna kill your lineup. He might take your lineup from being a top 10 lineup or top 10% lineup to barely men cashing but the amount of people that are going to be on this guy you are not going to win or lose most likely because of Zach Moss you might well you won't cash or not cash because of Zach Moss I'll put it that way right 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 now ETR projecting in small fields 75% ownership Good lord that's are you going to be twenty five percent, or are you going to be the seventy five percent? No, I think I'm going to play him. I mean, looking at how well he played earlier in the season, so now he's rested up. We have no reason, no reason to think he won't get similar numbers. Not the touchdowns, maybe, but the touches that he got last time they played Tennessee. Do you yeah, agree? I mean, when yeah, I mean, it, there's nothing telling us that he shouldn't get 
the amount of touches that we want him to have. Um, I can't remember exactly when Jonathan Taylor came back, but the first four weeks of the season, every week except week three, he had 20-plus touches. Right. Um, and week three, he still had 19. Right. Or at least touches and targets. So, well, I mean, that kind of workload and 4,600 is just insane. If you go back to the middle of October, his lowest rush attempts, seven, but that was his highest targets on the season. He had six catches for 38 yards, so he still ended up almost getting 10 points through the air, not including the touchdown and the two points he got on the ground. So... I don't know, man. I don't know how you could avoid him. I I mean, I guess if he fails and you have Michael Pittman and whoever, somebody else that's going to catch the ball, then maybe. Yeah, I mean, like you said at the beginning of this, like at the beginning of the season, the way to attack this Tennessee team was through the air. So if, or at least that's what we were telling everybody. <laughs> and uh, that's what the stats are telling us. So, I mean, if you if you get uh, Pittman and Downs out there, and it ends up being a game that they just chuck the ball all over the field, and Zach Moss gets you twenty carries for eighty five yards, like you're way ahead of the field. If you took Pittman and Downs, and they both score a touchdown or both score a couple touchdowns, like. But look at this man! You're leapfrogging in ownership. Second week of the season, tough matchup. Baltimore. He gets. 30 rush attempts and two targets, three targets, 33 opportunities for, I mean, so that's definitely in his range of outcomes because just a couple weeks later, again, back to Tennessee, he had 25 attempts. So 30 is definitely within his range of outcomes. Um, He's had, let's see, at least one, as I peruse, uh, at least one game with two touchdowns. I think it's almost too risky to not play him, to try to pivot off the chalk, right? I mean, I I think most of the time this is going to hit and it's going to hurt you if you don't have him because then 75% of people do. Right, but so let's, let's put it this way. When, when was Jonathan Taylor's first game? Jonathan Taylor played a little bit against the Titans and then was more more active against the Jaguars. So there were four games of this season that Zach Moss was the lead guy. In three of those four games, Zach Moss had some kind of touchdown. In the one game that he didn't, he had 18 carries for 70 yards and one target. If, if you pull an 18 carries for 70 yards, yards and one target with no catch no no nothing i mean that's seven points that's not going to kill your lineup with him being 4600 right but that is guaranteeing that you are not in the top 10 percent. sure 100 percent. if he is 75 percent owned you are ahead of 75 percent of the field because you didn't play zach moss and he had a stinker yes but you're that means your lineup also can't have anybody under essentially 15 because that's saying he just gets double his cost almost. And here's the other thing. That matchup you're talking about with Jonathan Taylor back was against Cleveland, one of the tougher matchups in the league. No, I'm talking about the Rams. Oh, 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 got you. No Jonathan Taylor. 
Jonathan Taylor Got wasn't you. back yet, and he he had 18 carries, 70 yards. Right. Right. No catches. Also, not so a that, great that's matchup. That's also in his range of outcomes. Yes. Yes. That's true. So, I don't know, man. I think I, I just don't want to overthink it. Right? I think I got to play him. I mean, I'm going to, you know me, I'm going to have way too many lineups, and they're all going to suck, but a lot of them are going to have Zach Moss in there. I'm definitely going to be running single entries like I always do. I think I'll probably run one of my single entries with him. I'll run a single entry without him, and uh, we'll see what happens. The other thing is, looks like second highest owned is going to be Tyreek Hill probably. I much rather fade Tyreek Hill because. Well, but listen, Tyreek is going to be so highly owned because Zach Moss is highly owned. Like, because they can I afford think that's him, be a cool, right? Yeah, Zach Moss is going to get people up to Tyree Kill and Christian McCaffrey and and those other ridiculously expensive studs that everybody wants. So if you flip your build and you you go with two middle of the road running backs, you're not going to get up to Tyreek, but you or maybe you can, but you're not going to get up to Tyreek most likely. But you can get a couple of higher end wide receivers that aren't quite at that Tyreek level. And Zach Moss goes for seven. You got two middle road running backs going for fifteen and twenty apiece. Like you're right. getting way ahead of the field. It's a good way to pivot. Yep, that's a good way to pivot. So let's talk position by position. We'll talk some um, quarterbacks. We'll go running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Then we'll talk Chiefs. Uh, we do want to start out. Brandon did submit his flyer. Was it C.J. Stroud this week? No. Who was it? Bryce Young was his fly. Bryce Young. Which just sounds so gross to me. It does seem like quite the flyer. I wonder what his thought is. My guess is, let me see if I can guess um, maybe what his thinking is. Tampa Bay's defense is so bad and nobody's going to be playing him at 4,900. If he gets two touchdowns, one on the ground... You're scoring big. And then I go, but Brandon, he's only had one game all season of higher than 19 points. <laughs> he's had three games in a row with less than 10 points. And he'll go, yeah, that's why nobody will be playing him. So you'll be out there on an island when he goes off against Tampa Bay. And then I'll say, but Brandon, I don't know that Tampa Bay, even if their defense is bad, can score so many points that they're going to drag Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers along. And he's like, oh, well, he doesn't need to get you all that much, right? He just needs to get you, you know, a couple touchdowns. And I'll go, but Brandon, he's only thrown for more than one touchdown once this season and it'll go I've well i've never been so disinterested by a role play in my life <laughs> it's a one-man stage show but am i close <laughs> am i close yeah i mean i mean at the end of the day i think uh, i think brandon would go down that road with you basically and then uh when he crafts the bed this week brandon's gonna be like bryce young this week next week i was and a week then, ahead yeah, always, always. So, <laughs> yeah, but I that think, is Brian. I think that's a hey. little insight into next week. Yes, he's uh, he has been right at least once this season, so we can't deny that. Okay, why don't you hit us with a quarterback then? I hate to say that I am on the Brady train. <laughs> okay, 
and I've been playing Brock Purdy recently. Yes. And I don't hate playing him again. But I I mostly like playing him because I think Brandon Ayuk is becoming the number one. I think I think he's separating himself enough that we can correlate good Brock Purdy games and good Brandon Ayuk games together. So when it was when it was Brock Purdy and who knows who's going off, I didn't like it as much. But now that I I think I see Brock kind of going to Brandon Ayuk a little more, I, I'm starting to like the stack. Okay, so um, it's funny you say that because I have like 15 lineups and I think. <laughs> 12 of them are Brock Purdy. I also want to call back to what you said earlier about everybody playing Zach Moss, which will allow them to get to CMC. Well, what about a Brock Purdy, no Christian McCaffrey stack? Because now, right, let's say even if Zach Moss does fine but doesn't break the slate, you don't have McCaffrey. That's where you can get two of those mid-priced running backs Right, that can um, that can do well. Hopefully, McCaffrey fails the San Francisco wide receivers, and so maybe you're spinning up on the comeback from the Philadelphia side. Yeah, I mean, so the the one lineup that I made this week that I really liked, actually, I was I was spinning up on it was a Brock Purdy stack with Brandon Ayuk, and then I I brought AJ Brown back. That that lineup did have Zach Moss in it, but I, I was able to get to those two higher price receivers that I don't think either are going to be very highly owned this week. Right. Um, because, because I think, of that yes, loss, yes. Which that's another way you can play it. You don't have to go all the way to the top and get Tyreek and, and Christian McCaffrey. You could do both possibly with a Zach Moss lineup, but because here's the thing. Yes. McCaffrey could is definitely going to catch some passes and he's definitely going to get some receiving yards, but he's bringing Brock Purdy right along with him. Right. And Philadelphia is not great against wide receivers. Now, some of that is because they're in ahead um, so many games, but in the last four weeks, they're third for points allowed um, to wide receivers on the season first to points allowed to wide receivers. It's been consistent all season long, averaging 46 points to wide receivers. But if we go over to running backs on the season, number one against running backs. Listen to me, you didn't, you didn't have to talk me into... <laughs> okay, you're right. Brandon, I, I'm here. I'm here for it. Okay, what about uh, Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin? What about the Washington stack? Should be fairly low-owned this week. Got uh, several good pass catchers to choose from, right? And there could definitely be a ton of scoring. And Washington, I can see, trying to keep up. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. Uh, I also don't hate playing the Miami defense this week because of the exact same reason. Right. Um, Sam Howell, uh, obviously not the greatest quarterback that uh, is in the NFL these days. And if he is dropping back to throw a hundred times in a game, uh, that's more chances for him to get sacked, more chances for him to make a mistake. But yeah, I mean, him having to try and keep up with this high-powered Miami offense, definitely don't hate going there. He's fairly cheap. Uh, Terry McLaurin is stupid cheap. Like we were paying seven K for this guy a couple years ago, and now he's in the five K range. Like that seems insane. 
yeah. So look, yeah. The the last one I want to mention, and I mentioned it to you before we hit the record button, is the Denver-Houston game. Let's look at that. Uh, the highest ownership at this point is Cortland Sutton at 15% owned, and then everybody else below 10 a game stack, a heavy game stack, is easy to see here, right? Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Robert Woods, a lot of options. Obviously, um, you know, you can do Russ, but you can also do C.J. Stroud, who's just been, I mean, going nuts this season. Several games in the 400-yard range. Let's see, how much is Russ and what is his projection? So his projection... For fifty-seven hundred bucks is nineteen. C.J. Stroud eight thousand projected for twenty-one points. So the problem is uh, Russ going to be the highest-owned quarterback, but only sixteen percent. I just don't see people Which is still so high. It is very high. Sixteen percent is ridiculous. For I'm not buying it unless yeah. I'm not buying I, it. I, man, I don't I, know how. Don't... No way. Yeah, I don't know how Russ gets that highly owned. Um, Not with Miami's team total around 30. You're telling me that people aren't going to play Tua with Tyreek since they can afford that? No way with San Francisco and Philly both projected to be in the 20s as well. I just don't see it, man. Detroit, 25 team total? No way. I, I... The more that I think about it, the more that I kind of like playing Russ in this game, just because he's in the same situation as Sam Howell, and I'm he's he's gained a little more of my uh, my trust, I guess, as the season has gone on. He's he's proved to be a little more of the same the same old Russ that we used to know the last few weeks, especially. <laughs> um, so I I mean I'm starting to trust Russ. Whether that's good or bad, I'm I'm not sure. I can't believe that he would be 16% owned in large field and 20% in small field. No way. Uh, if he is, there is no shot that I am going after Russ this week. If he's not, there's a good chance I might be playing a Russ stack just to get to just to get to the other side more than anything. Right. I mean, there's no way. I just don't buy it. But what do I know? I don't do this stuff. I don't win. But look, if you look at the last four weeks. Um, Houston has allowed 21 plus points to quarterbacks. That's uh, just over the last four weeks. If we look at the season, they're a little better at 17, but that still puts them ranked 24th. Um, I don't know that we've seen Javante Williams go off in any sort of major way, so I can still see. So here's the interesting thing. On the season, most points allowed to running backs, Denver which makes Singletary the more reasonable bring back, right? Although they have been a little bit better against running backs over the last month. Yeah, I mean, are we is Singletary still going to be the for sure lead guy this week? I don't know. His price is speaking up there. He is he's not quite the same price that he's been the last couple weeks obviously he's put up some good weeks the last couple weeks but. i mean six grand only projected for 12 but the ownership at two so you gotta think look man if everybody's good if if russ's ownership 
just exactly what you said is anywhere close to 20%, then it's all about the bringbacks, which is people trying to fit in Tank Dell, Nico Collins. So to me, you bring back Devin Singletary instead of the wide receivers. I hear you, but at some point we're trying to get too different, right? Right, sure. Damian Pierce is being projected for points, so he's looking like he's playing. Tank Dell, still under 10%. Uh, Nico Collins, still under 10%. Like, neither of those ownerships worry me to the point that I'm like, yeah, let me go get Devin Singletary, Sharon carries. Right. That's if, fair. If it was Devin Singletary solo in the backfield this week, I 1,000% agree with you. I think he's in a great spot. I think he, he has the opportunity to put up a game that we want to see from Devin Singletary. But Devin Singletary splitting carries with Damian Pierce, and, and who knows if Damian Pierce comes back out and he ends up being the guy that gets the – 60 percent of the carries right so okay yeah, I, I think i'm gonna hold off on the devin singletary there. that's fair that's fair let's talk uh running backs obviously we've talked zach moss christian mccaffrey rashad white's ownership expected to be around 30 percent according to etr on friday evening um i like camara a lot this week obviously that's no hey news flash everybody alvin camara but their wide receiver core is a complete mess, which also makes me like a Kamara um, Taysom Hill stack. I think that's going to be interesting because Chris Olave with an injury, Rashid Shahid with an injury, uh, they are a bit of a mess on the receiving side of the ball there. So I do like going there. Um, also, it sounds like, is Kyron Williams back or is he hurt again? I think Kyron Williams is back, 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 back. Like he is because yeah, he had I a think, massive week last week. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. The um, last couple of weeks he's been pretty ridiculous, hasn't he? I mean, the or was he not back two weeks ago? No, he was. He was not back two weeks ago. Okay. Last week, because everybody it seemed like his ownership was a little bit low, and then he goes off for forty-one. Um, but yeah, some of us had him on his bench. Yeah, yeah. I I had him in. But obviously everything around it was garbage. But um, I think if you're playing Zach Moss, you can essentially pair any running back you want with him. Eckler against New England, expensive, but low ownership. Um, I just think there's a ton of ways to go here if you're so inclined. Do you have anybody that stands out? Um, you know, I don't, I don't hate the Kyron Williams play. Um, obviously his price jumped quite a bit this week. But he, I mean, we saw last week that if he's if he's healthy, he's getting most of the love. Um, so I don't I don't hate that Cleveland's defense. Obviously, very good. Um, I, another guy going up against a pretty good defense that I don't hate is uh, Bijan Robinson against the Jets. Um, I don't know that they they will have the lead in that game, but Bijan has proven to be a true three down back. He can catch out of the backfield. He can run. Mm. Um, seems like they're finally showing Bijan some love and he's separating himself in in touches but who knows i mean it's atlanta they could go right back to saying Bijan, you're not good enough and yeah i'm gonna be sitting on the pine getting no love i do think man you're right 
to the point where, look, there's a lot of good running backs options. If you go Zach Moss, you can take any other running back you like. But I do think you make an interesting point about if you want to fade Zach Moss, there's a lot of middle ground guys that you can go for and still make you a solid lineup. Right? Yeah, I mean, and if you if you go the middle the middle road middle of the road guys, you're not going to project as well as if you go like Zach Moss, Christian McCaffrey. Um, but you gotta you gotta realize how how much different you're making yourself. Right. So if you have, it gives you two opportunities to find guys that break the slate. Right. Versus Zach Moss, no matter what he does, isn't going to break the slate because he's seventy five percent owned. Yes. So if he goes off for whatever, 35, well, 75% of people have him in the lineup. And the odds that he goes for, you know, for 35, not great. Just because he's cheap and he's been good. He's not Jonathan Taylor, right? So uh, I think he could end up with a, a good score, but not break the slate. Yeah. I mean, the, the only way that. Zach Moss is either winning or losing for you is if you I mean if you don't have him and he goes for 30 then obviously you're not going to win this week you're probably not going to cash this week if you do have him and he goes for 30 you're still you're sitting there with 75% of your best friends in whatever tournament you're in because everybody's going to play him right so Zach Moss is going to separate people by whether you played him or not. He's not going to separate you. Like if, if if we both play Zach Moss, our lineups could be completely different. Zach Moss is not going to cause me to win and you to or and you to lose or vice versa. Right. The only it's way Zach Moss gets you to a win is if he fails. Seventy five percent of people have him and you don't. Yes. Then you're in a really good spot, but the rest of your lineup still has to be good. Uh, one more running back, and I talked about this stack earlier, so I do think it's valid to bring him up. Antonio Gibson, I know he's splitting some, but if you look at last week, six rush attempts, four targets, 10 opportunities the week before with the touchdown. Um, I think he's been dealing with, with, I think he's been dealing with injury, and I don't hate him as part of the stack. Uh, if Washington's in the game, I think he's the pass catcher there. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, as we as we talked about his first few seasons in the league, uh, he played he played wide receiver in college, so he is the pass catching guy there. He should be the pass catching guy there. Um, will he be properly used as that? Who knows? But. Uh, I mean, if we if we expect good coaching or uh, reasonable coaching, then that is the role he should be in. I believe that's the role he is in, and we got to run with it. Okay, let's if talk you're in that game. That is. I mean, I don't, who knows? Because we've seen both sides of it from Miami. Um, yeah. But as I try to get different to some degree, that's what I'm looking at. Um, Tank Dell. Pretty good value at this point, although still at 7400 which is getting a little expensive. Cortland Sutton, good value as well. You said you like Brandon Ayuk. You also mentioned A.J. Brown. Is there anybody um, that we need to mention? Um, how do you feel about A.T. Perry? He's one of the New Orleans 
pass catchers, 3300 bucks if they're going to throw the ball, pretty good value. I mean, sure. I, listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, first time hearing this man's name in my life. Uh, oh, really? So maybe I'm maybe I'm behind the eight ball on this one. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, tell me more about A.T. Perry. A dot T dot Perry, 6'5", 205 pounds, went to Wake Forest. Let's see. Last week he had two targets and the week before four targets uh he is a rookie but again this is more about who are they going to throw the ball to against detroit i just sure but my my question is why are they going to throw the ball to this guy (laughs) because they just don't have any other options i think is my point let's see Um, so what happened to mike thomas and olave so out this week yes he's listed as questionable he had a concussion and i don't think his practice yet that's olave (laughs) okay at perry's maybe making me sick that might be a sign um rashid shaheed out already uh let's see Michael Thomas, he's on IR. I mean, listen, fire up some AT Perry, baby. I don't know who. Let's go. Like, if you go to wide receivers, Olave questionable, so unlikely. Rashid Shahid out, AT Perry in, Thomas out. The other one is Bowden Jr., who has one reception on the season. Listen, man, I, I'm fully talked in. I'm here for it. Okay. You're in on AT Perry. I love it. Okay, let me just go ahead and slide him in. Um, any other it wide receiver? doesn't take much, but here we are. <laughs> hey, what about Adam Thielen? Um, I ask on some level because of my uh, season-long leagues, but, dude, he was shredding this season. 11, 7, 11, 11. These are all catches earlier in the season. And then all of a sudden, 8, 5, 6, 8, and 1 on three targets against Tennessee last week. I mean, Carolina's bad. Are they just dragging him down? Is his age coming through? What's going on? And would you play him this week? I mean, I think I think Mr. Flyer has quite a bit to do with that, actually. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, Thielen was, what, 74, 7,500 early in the season? And he was, he was putting up numbers that made him worth it at that price. So... I mean, if if you're going Brandon's route and you're trying to stack this game for whatever reason, and you're trying to throw a receiver with him, <laughs> Adam Thielen's probably your guy. Nope, um, uh, you'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, but Brandon's lineup has DJ Chark in it. Okay, uh, not right. Adam Thielen. I probably gone. I, I mean, if I'm if I'm stacking this game, I'm probably throwing out some uh, Mingo, Mr. Mingo. Yeah, but. Chark projected for 70. Yeah, DJ projected for a 7.2. Mingo projected for 8. Very cheap. So if you did want to go Brandon's route, I might have to build a lineup, Stroud, and just go full on Carolina stack. Listen, man, I think think you throw, you go DJ Chark, little. uh, AT Perry. Little. uh, A.T. Perry, Bryce Young, freaking put everybody else you want in there. Tyreek, welcome to the lineup, buddy. Christian McCaffrey, (laughs) come on down. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who's the most expensive tight end we can get? You're coming with us. The most expensive defense, in. Put him in. I You're just right. got five guys in my lineup. They cost me 20K. <laughs> We're going 10K for the rest of you guys. Uh, so, on, hey, down. man, it's an option. Okay. Let, is. <laughs> is there anybody else you wanted to talk about? I just can't wait till somebody beats us with that lineup. I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about most of yeah. that I'm really liking. Okay. Um, yeah, I, Look, I don't know. If I think something, I'll throw it out there. But If you're going with uh, that Brock Purdy stack, don't forget George Kittle. Highest projected tight end on the slate with ownership under four, uh, which makes sense. Most people or a lot of people, I think, are going back to the Trey McBride. Well, I do like David Njoku. Joe Flacco looks to be the guy this week. So Njoku's an interesting yeah, that, play. That worries me a little bit, if anything. I mean, dude, but if you look at Flacco's stats. He really sucks? I agree. No, no, man. Look, if you look at 2022 when he was playing for the Jets, right? Let's go back and see some no, of his not. games. You don't. They, they were hang bad. on. Where are they? I think I think you're gonna go down a path here that you don't like the ending of. I don't know what his stats were with the Jets, but I don't think it was good. <laughs> okay, look. In this is twenty twenty two. Week one he threw for three hundred and nine yards. Week two And then it went south. Week two, three hundred and seven. Week three, two eighty five. And then I think he got injured because then he doesn't play again until week thirteen and then week seventeen. So how many how many touchdowns did he have in these three hundred yard performances? He one, four, and zero. So he had three oh seven for four. T- th- here's the thing: he's better than Zach White. He's better than some of the quarterbacks, right? Or you don't think he's better than Will Levis, Bailey Zappi, Bryce Young, that's Tim Boyle? But that's that's not the question. The question is Joe Flacco coming in. Week one, playing for a brand new team. I mean, yes, he's forty six hundred. Is he going to put up dramatically more points than the people above him and and differentiate you that much? Like we we have so much money to spend with Zach Moss being in our lineup at forty six hundred. At Perry, that why why drop down that much at quarterback unless you're trying to do something. Like the Colts stack that we talked about earlier. Like if you're if you're dropping down to Gardner Minshew at 5,300, only 700 more than Flacco, and he's been on the team the whole year, uh, and you're going like Minshew and you got uh, Downs and Pittman because you are trying to completely leapfrog that 75% of the field that's going uh, Zach Moss. Moss. And that's that's a different conversation. We're, we're making ourselves drastically different with that. But just going Joe Flacco to go Joe Flacco. That's fair. That <laughs> doesn't seem like the week to do that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. So let me ask you this before we get to the Chiefs. Ownership on Christian McCaffrey, 23%. Do you put him in the same category as Zach Moss? His ownership is going to be half. His ceiling has to be higher. But when you start getting up into that 30 range... Do you feel like that doesn't make or break you? Doesn't differentiate you? No, I, I and I think Christian McCaffrey is obviously a rare, 
rare exception to any and all rules because Christian McCaffrey can go to go for 50. Same with Tyreek Hill. Um, they're guys that can they can break the slate at almost no matter almost any ownership. Um, Zach Moss being owned by 50% of the field in a large field and 75% in small field, you aren't going to uh, make or break your lineup having him in. Um, Christian McCaffrey, it right around that 25% mark, that's, that's the cash line. So he's more likely to be the guy that can vault you up the board but if you don't have him and he goes for 50, you're SOL. Right. Yes. Yes. Because I don't, he I don't can, know that anything that I'm saying is making sense to anybody but my brain. But uh, <laughs> here we are. Okay. Well, uh, glad to have you. Glad to have <laughs> you. All right. Let's talk uh, Kansas City this week. They play Sunday night, so not on the main slate. They're in Green Bay. First time ever for Patrick Mahomes. Sunday night primetime island game. Um, looks like it's going to be rainy and coldish, but not Green Bay, Wisconsin weather that you're, you know, that you might expect into December. Last I saw, Chiefs six point favorite. Where are you at? Give me the Chiefs. Um, I think uh, I think they came out of their slump against the Raiders this past week. I think they're going to come out firing. I uh, I think that we are done with our let's play the good plays against the good teams, and uh, I think we're going to come out. We're going to. I don't know what the total is. I think we're going over. I think we're winning. I think we're beating the spread. I'm uh, Chiefs over all of the above. Yeah, man. I think we're finally going to see the Chiefs team that everybody expects. I think we're going to see the Chiefs start to head towards that playoff peak. They have a fairly easy schedule the rest of the way out and I think this is a great way to start it off. Prime time, remind everybody, I think they win by 11. I'm going 31-20. Listen, I need you to tell me something because I tweeted this out last week and it got absolutely zero love. Okay. Is Rasheed Rice Dwayne Bow 2.0? Ooh, I say no. Why not? I mean, why do you so think this is, so? This is, this is why I think so. <clears throat> Rasheed Rice drops the balls now and then. Yeah. Dwayne Bow drops some balls now and then. Rasheed Rice can take a slant to the house. Dwayne Bow can take a slate to the house. Rasheed Rice has made some pretty ridiculous catches. Dwayne Bow makes those ridiculous catches. Drops the easy ones now and then. I just, I'm seeing a lot of similarity similarities. They're both bigger receivers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, and it could just be the Chiefs fan of me throwing out that hey, this new Chief looks like this old Chief. So but, is that because you like Dwayne Bow? I actually did like Dwayne Bow. Um, okay. I. I didn't like so it was a compliment yeah 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 i obviously go back to him getting busted like oh man at sonic yeah um why you gotta bring up the bad stuff man i'm just saying that's what my mind goes to so rasheed rice is essentially my size so you're saying i would be a big wide receiver yeah how big are you six two one yeah 190 something Oh, well, no. So he's like 10 pounds bigger than me. He's 10 pounds bigger. 
But he's also like 97% muscle and you're like... <laughs> okay, stop. Don't. <laughs> Don't make me cry to end the episode. Okay. All right. I think we got something here. I think there's a lot of ways to go. I don't think it's quite as juicy as last week, but uh, I think there's some good options. Final th- Are you playing in your most expensive single entry? You playing Zach Moss, yes or no? You know... The more that we talked about it, I, I think I'm going to Gardner Minshew stack. <laughs> oh. For better I, or worse, I, I think I'm going Gardner Minshew double stacked. With we'll Zag Moss or pass back. catchers? Pass catchers. Josh Downs, Michael Pittman. Yep. Wow, dude. I absolutely love it. I think I'm going with Brandon. I'm going Bryce Young with oh, no. Mingo and who was the other guy? Not uh, uh, Thielen. DJ Chark. Yeah, DJ Chark. DJ, I'm going. I'm going. DJ Chark, Bryce Young, Mingo, and um, here's my favorite part of that stack. Uh, my bring back on that one, I think, is going to be either Trey Palmer or no, Kate Otten. I feel like you are trying to be too different yeah okay that, that i'm trying to be brandon i got a gut feeling dude i got a gut feeling you have all the money to spend with that lineup you're right i mean i could then you want to talk about getting different oh this guy somehow left five thousand on the table <laughs> talk about contrarian the guy's a wacko also he didn't cash okay so <laughs> hopefully brandon everything's good with him hopefully he bounces back soon because we need him in the mix find my man right here hit him with your sit start questions when he's on twitch saturday and sunday mornings um he pays kind of attention so you can go find him on wow. twitch oh, we'll put the link in our twitter feed and in the show notes twitch jknkc <laughs> and uh find us on twitter dumpster sports uh go catch you a bag this week win you some money and let's take this bad boy to the moon for big brandon for joe i'm brady thanks for listening to this episode no dough. No.